Hi, I'm Christy Winfrey, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck, and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Today, I'm interviewing Juliana Barbati, and I brought her on. She's got such a fascinating story, and we know that you're going to love it. So welcome to the show, Juliana. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. I'm super excited to share my story with you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background and your businesses. Okay. So I am originally from Brazil. I was born there. And when I was 14 years old, I moved to the United States and I have lived in the U.S. most of my life. Um, when... 2014 kind of came around, like I remember December of that year, I went backpacking and January of 2015, I met my husband while we were backpacking. So then we, cool. we had like this crazy love story, you know, and then I have to come back home. And then a little while later, he comes to the United States on a European three month visa. And then next thing we know, we're pregnant. So I was in college. I had, you know, this nice job if you're in college, but it was just like not a good job if you were like a pregnant person, you know? Um, so long story short, we, we wanted to stay together, obviously. And my husband and I had to like get married on like a super short notice. And we found ourselves just like, okay, I, I cannot work because I have morning sickness all day long. My husband could not work because he could, he could just could not legally work. So I had to quit, you know, the, the nicer job that I had, which wasn't that great anyway to begin with, but you know, it was, it was more money than the next job, which for me was working at Whole Foods. So I started working at Whole Foods in the juice bar and I could only get a part-time job. At that time, it was something about health insurance and me being pregnant and like, they did not want to give me a, a full-time job. It was, anyway. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was, you know, I worked there basically throughout most of my pregnancy. And then, you know, my husband and I just found ourselves doing the best that we could. So we were, you know, filing our immigration papers and I have to prove that I can actually, um, he's not going to be a burden on the United States government and that I can like pay for him. You know, I'm the only one working. And we found ourselves living in like this really bad neighborhood in this, uh, it used to be like a halfway home and they converted it and it was just like the worst neighborhood ever. And uh, I remember like after I had my daughter, a cop, would like knock on our door and like ask about the neighbor because the neighbor is doing drugs. It was a really bad situation. Oh, no. Yeah. So then, you know, fast forward, my husband is like, okay, we have to do something about this. By that point, I was not working anymore and he was working. He was just like working hard and like doing food delivery and all the things. And he was gone all day long. 
And then like little by little, uh, we were able to get ourselves out of the situation. My mom actually helped us get uh, a better apartment in a nice side of town. And, you know, I kind of had this dream of, I don't know, being an influencer. Like to me, I had just found out about YouTube and I was like, I, I want to do that. I want to make videos. I don't go to on, on Instagram and take pictures and like just live that life, except I, like, I'm not an influencer. I'm not like, I'm not even on Instagram anymore, you know? So I'm like, oh, this sucks. So then, you know, we, I, I just kind of like started learning about things and I would watch videos and, and things like that about online businesses, but always trying to be an influencer. So then anyway, 2018 rolls around and this was January and my husband was like, oh man, I just found this video about like, starting a store on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, that's so silly. Like Amazon owns Amazon. Like, how are we going to sell on Amazon? I was like, no, actually Amazon is made up of small businesses. Like it's, we have this idea that Amazon is this huge mean corporation, but it's actually made up of a ton of small businesses. I was like, oh, okay, this is new. So we were like, okay, let's start this Amazon store. By this point we had money saved up. So we started looking into it in January. And I think in March of 2018, we launched our Amazon store and we thought we were going to be so rich. And then May rolled around and my, my husband and I locked eyes and, and he was like, I want to quit my job. And I was like, you should totally quit your job. And I'm finally going to pursue my uh, influencer career because by that point I had two babies, you know, so I was like in over my head and, uh, and we thought it was going to be a great idea. And it wasn't like, we did not hit six figures until yeah. like two years later. Uh, were but, y'all, you know, yeah. uh, were y'all um, when you're wanting to quit your jobs, was it when you had started making money on Amazon or really like just getting started and just you thought started. that it was going to grow? Yeah. Okay. okay. We like totally did it on faith. Like it was just a feeling. It sounded yeah. great. You know, like we had, you know, it, it's easy when you are in the space and you're hearing about everybody's um, success story and you're like, right. oh, mine's going to be just like that. And it's like, it's not. So I don't recommend it. Although for us, it, it really... I feel like it expedited the process for us, but it was stressful. I'm not going to lie that it was just like the kick and butt, the butt that we needed. Like it was, but it was also very stressful. So if you are somebody wanting to quit your job, um, just make Don't sure you have right a lot away. of money saved up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, we are just growing our businesses, doing our thing. And then meanwhile, I'm learning more about design space. You know, I'm learning about SEO. I'm learning about, you know, social media. I'm learning, I'm like, you know, getting all the skills, you know, you know, skill stacking, I would say. And then, you know, 2020 rolled around and, you know, it was like, I've always lived in Florida, but it was like getting ready for a hurricane, but the hurricane Mm. never came and it just felt like really weird. And I was just like staring at the wall and I'm like, I'm going to start an Etsy, an Etsy shop. So I started an Etsy shop and um, the Etsy uh, shop scaled very quickly to five figures. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, uh, amazing. Like, our Amazon store took a while to get to six figures. I was like, oh, man, like, I cracked the code. So then at that point, I started a podcast. Um, and I was basically teaching moms how to do the same, you know. So mm. talking to them about, um, you know, start starting your store online. And I was really Focusing on on Etsy, I talked about Amazon a little bit, but once you compare Etsy to Amazon, like Etsy is a much easier um, platform for you to make money from than Amazon is. Why is Um, that? You know, I just feel like it's made for... It's made for the mom or for the person who wants to start selling online. And as long as you're selling the right thing, like, for example, you cannot sell like a TV on Etsy, right? Like those are things that you want to sell. Electronics, you want to sell those on Amazon. But like if you just have like a printable or if you have shirts that you want to make, if you 
you know, if you want to sell um, jewelry, like Etsy is a place for that. You know, it's a super helpful platform and it's much easier to crack the Etsy um, like SEO and like the algorithm than it is on Amazon. Like Amazon, it's just a different ball game. Like gotcha. Amazon is kind of like big leagues and it's, it's like, oh, okay, we're like starting this thing and like, let's see where it takes us. You know, so as long as you play by the rules and you take really good pictures and you write good copy and you have SEO, which all sound like, oh man, like it's complicated, but it, it's really not. Like uh-huh. you're going to rank high because nobody else is doing those things on Etsy. You know, like most gotcha. people on Etsy don't have great pictures. Most people on Etsy don't even know what SEO is. Most people on Etsy are not writing like good descriptions for their products. So anyway, so I have this podcast, right? And it's going really well. Um, I'm getting clients for my podcast. And then December 21 rolls around and I'm like staring at the ceiling and I'm like, oh, I've said everything there's to say about Etsy and e-commerce and I don't know what else to say anymore. And like my passion is not here anymore. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do, but like I'm making money. I can't just quit. I can't just say I quit, you know? Right. So I started to look around and, and ask myself, like, what else can I do? What else do I know? And I was like, well, I'm a successful podcaster. Like my podcast started from, you know, I, I launched to an audience of zero. I did not have an email list. I didn't have a social media following. And there I was at that point, I was a top one and a half percent podcaster. So I got the struggle of podcasters, right? Of like having to um, edit shows and, and do all these things and, all the annoying things from the back end that you don't think about when you're launching a podcast. And I was like, right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast management agency. And I had somebody editing my podcast episode for me at that point. I had somebody helping me with um, social media. So it wasn't like, like I would be taking all those tasks, you know, I was really going to focus on my zone of genius, which is writing copy and SEO and things like that. But, you know, it's easy for you to say, like, I'm going to do this thing and actually do it. Like, there is a gap, right, until you take action because I had all the imposter syndrome. I was like, but can I actually do this? Can I actually start a podcast management agency? Like, who am I, you know? And I'm right. like, oh, my gosh, this is so silly. I'm just going to do it, you know? So then March of 2022, that's when I went all in. Mind you, between December of 2021 until March when I went official, um, I was getting clients, like, and I could not keep up anymore. Like, it was just organically word of mouth. People were talking about me, and my business started growing. So then, in in March of 2022, and I was like, okay, I'm doing this thing. It's obvious that there's proof of concept here. Um, I just went all in, and then my business scaled to six figures within the one year. Wow! And for the podcast was, management, right? For the podcast management, that's, and I was like, awesome. okay, this is great, and. This is basically my story in a nutshell, um, you know, starting from like, you know, it's, I didn't go to school for business, you know, I didn't have, obviously didn't have this background and we came, like we, we struggled a lot, but like, here we are, like now I'm living my dream life. You know, my husband and I, um, 2021, we thought it was a great idea to move abroad during a pandemic. Uh, we, we really thought like the pandemic was, was like almost done. So 2021, we moved to Portugal. This was in January. And we got to Portugal and we were like, oh man, like they are really strict here. We were coming from Florida and like Florida was open and we get to Portugal and it was like, we cannot even like step foot outside. And it was like really tough. So then we moved to Italy and then like Italy was great. Like Italy was so much fun. We had a blast there. My husband is originally from Italy. And then we were like, well, we know we kind of miss Florida. So then we went back to Florida and then we were like, we're never 
Quinelli, Florida again. We're fine here. It has everything we could possibly need. And then I don't know if you're familiar with the world of Bitcoin. But uh, the world of what? Bitcoin. Oh, a little bit. Not very well, but. Yeah. So anyway, my husband's a Bitcoiner and Bitcoin. Okay. Um, El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender is the first country to make Bitcoin legal oh. tender. So we were like, let's just go see what this country is all about. You know, like he had a really bad rap before and the president had done um, like a lot of work to clean up the country and get rid of gangs and things like that. And we were like, well, let's just go see, you know, like we're we're two hours away, you know, living in Florida, we were two hours away. So we came to visit and we fell in love, like just That's fell in awesome. love and the second day that we were here visiting, I was like, I want to move here. And my husband was like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. And then the third day he was like, I want to move here too. So we went back to Florida and we had a month and a half left in our lease. And we were living in Jacksonville at that time. And we were like, you know, we're just going to come back in a month and a half. But then like, we just missed it so much, like being here and the people here are so nice and so kind. So we were like, let's just go back. So we got rid of everything within two weeks and we came back. That's awesome. Yeah. And now we're here and it's been a whole year. And if you're wondering, our kids are homeschooled, which is why we're able to just, you know, move, move around countries yeah. and, you know, do all these crazy things is because our kids are homeschooled. I think that's so cool because like, not only did you have a dream of with your business, but you had your dream of in your life of like, let me go try living in this other country. And you said that y'all moved to Portugal and then Italy and then back to Florida and then now in El Salvador. Uh, right. Did I miss any of them? Is there another country? No, no, that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just so cool. And then also to be able to, um, to see in, in your business in the third business to be able to see a need and say, okay, I, I can fill this need. And then you're, you know, you proved your proof of concept by starting and growing the business and getting a lot of clients before you even really started marketing it. So that's, you know, that is truly seeing a need and, and filling it. And I think, there's so many opportunities out there that um, that people don't even realize. Like the world is full of opportunities, right? We just have to open our eyes to them and and see the need. I, I, there was a kid in my neighborhood that posted the other day, and he started a business of cleaning people's trash cans. And I was like, "That's amazing! No one's going to want to do that. I don't want to clean my own trash can." But this kid was like, "I'm starting this business," and he's like power washing people's trash cans. And then another lady I saw had started a business cleaning babies' car seats. Like you could drop them off, and then she would drop them back off at your house like the next day. I was like, "That's genius!" You know, it's those are like dirty jobs that people don't want to do, but they'll they'll do it. Yeah, and so, it's really thinking outside of the box and like seeing a need and it doesn't have to be, you know, I think we're thinking like, oh man, I want to make that. I want to have the next breakthrough, the next invention. And it doesn't have to be that. Sometimes it's like a simple thing that you can do that. It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Right. And you said you scaled that business to six six figures already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's amazing. And then you already scaled those Amazon and Etsy stores to six figures as well. Are you still doing those two businesses as well, or did you give up those two? So the Amazon, we're actually closing the business this year just because it is a lot for us to do Amazon and Etsy and all those things. So we're actually closing down Amazon this year and then Etsy, same thing. We just really want to focus on um, this business now, the, the podcast management agency. And I am myself getting busier and busier because now I, I I never wanted to just be a podcast management agency, right? Like I have big dreams for myself. So I'm going beyond and I'm incorporating coaching as well. So one of the the things that 
set me apart from like other other podcast manager managers when I started is that my package came with coaching. So I'm not just going to, you know, edit your show and do those things. I'm going to actually coach you and help you grow your podcast um, and grow your business. Like I'm going to actually help you make money through your podcast. So now I'm still doing that, but I'm also focusing on the person who maybe, you know, has a podcast, but has a team or is more of a DIYer, but they, they want to hire me. Um, to help with their business. Or I have people who are not podcasting, they still want to work with me. So I'm expanding myself more and more. So like this week I had calls, like after calls, and I'm like, okay, like things are definitely picking up. So it, it's just hard for you to juggle multiple businesses and like do all the things. Yeah. Right. Yes, it really is. I mean, one business is hard enough to to manage sometimes. And then if you add multiple, I can see that could be a lot. Yeah. Um, but what but I love the fact that you know, y'all were able to, to move to three different countries and you're, you still have those businesses running. So how did you go about that? And I, I would imagine something like that would be a really big, um, hurdle and struggle of like, can we move here? Like, what is their internet? Like, um, it, was that like a really big question when you're considering being able to move there? You know, I think when we moved to Europe, there was definitely not a thought that crossed our minds. We were just like, let's do this thing. You know, um, the goal was never to move to Italy. It was just, we were going to settle in Portugal and just live there. Um, and I just like, it honestly never crossed my mind. And like now in retrospect, I'm like, Oh, I should have checked that out, but it turned out they had good internet. Um, and then once we moved here, I think we were a little bit more concerned, but once we came here and we saw, you know, like everything works fine, we were like, okay, it, it's great. You know, like we have fiber optics or whatever, like the fancy, internet is like we didn't even have that in florida because it was so expensive like oh, we wow. have that here like th that's the standard here and i'm like okay we're doing good so yeah that's yeah. awesome i um with my my business my current business it's a virtual transaction coordination business so so i have to have internet where i'm wherever i'm at but you know what now we're living in a technology age so it's pretty much like you're gonna have internet internet most places you go yeah um, totally yeah have uh have you seen any difference in your business by living in another country? Like, has there been any negatives or positives? You know, I want to say like things, they basically feel the same. You know, um, I have some clients who ask me where I am just because they see when they book a call with me, they see the time zone that I'm in and they're just curious. And like, once they hear that I'm here, like living in the jungle, they're like so amazed by that. Um, but no, like, I feel like nothing has changed in my business. Everything has remained the same. And I think, you know, because we have moved in the past, I've designed my business in a way that it's location independent. And even before we started moving abroad and like doing these crazy things, my husband and I always lived in Florida. So we started our relationship living in like South Florida, and then we moved to Central Florida, and then we moved to North Florida. So we were always moving around. So we're... You know, we're not these people that like to move a lot, but somehow we're always finding ourselves moving every year. I don't know. Yeah. some crazy like that. Um, oh, it's, a, yeah. it's an adventure. I mean, you're always yeah. getting to explore new places and meet new people. So that's, that's always fun. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I know whenever I listen to um, your most recent podcast, you were talking about um not necessarily needing to be on social media to, um, to build a big business. And I think so many people feel like you do have to have, 
um, such a big social media following. Can you kind of touch on that and tell us, yeah. you know, more about your your so, thoughts? So back in 2018, when I still had the idea that I wanted to be an influencer, right? Like I had a newborn and a two year old, and I would wake up at four in the morning to engage on Instagram and try to go grow my following because you know back then that was what you did. You know, you left five likes and in one of the posts you left an emoji and then in another post you left a thoughtful comment and I was doing that like religiously every single day and like obviously I burn out very quickly because that's not sustainable strategy so I, I quit all that I'm like I'm so down this online space this sucks I was so feeling better because of this idea that you need to be on social media it was just like not sustainable for me especially as a mom and I had this idea of the kind of mom that I wanted to be and like I found myself on the phone all the time so when I started podcasting in 2020, I'm like, you know, I told myself, I'm just going to do podcast and this is, this is how I'm going to grow my business and I don't care about anything else. At that point, I had Instagram, but it, I wasn't active on it. I wasn't posting. I wasn't trying to grow my account or anything like that. Um, and then in 2022, um, that's in November, that's when I decided, like, why am I here? Like, why am I don't enjoy this platform? It just consumes my life you know when you look and you realize you spend like 15 hours on an app and you're like what did I do on this app for 15 hours like that's like a part-time job right you know your phone so gives I'm you like, that little notification yeah. yeah so I'm like this is crazy so I deleted my account and I haven't looked back I have some clients who are like oh just get back on I would love to tag you sometimes I just you know want to interact with you and I'm like oh you know sometimes I consider it but not to grow my account you know, just it would be a way for for people to engage with me and ask me questions. Um, but the point is, there's so many ways to grow a business, right? But then we have this idea. I had somebody actually tell me the other day, you know, but social media is great and it's free and you can be on there and, and get more clients. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to de deny the fact that it is powerful, but it doesn't work for me. You know, so I have to take me in consideration the, the things that I like. You know, there are things in business that are challenging, right? Like, and I invite you to challenge yourself, like sending emails to your list. It can be challenging to like feel like, oh my gosh, I'm sending another email. It can be challenging to go live. Um, it can be challenging to do many things in your business, but those things allow you to grow. Instagram and TikTok, I feel like they're more of a distraction than anything because I don't see how I can cram like an eight like my message in an eight second video or 15 second video, you know? And I also think about user intent. Like, I don't know about you, but when I go on Instagram, I'm numbing out versus when I go to a podcast, I'm like, I want to learn something, you know? Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm intentional. Right. That's a really good so, point. Yeah. I mean, you can easily like just scroll, 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 and you've looked down and like, oh gosh, it's been an hour. Yeah, um, exactly. But, but yeah, podcasts, I, I, We'll put in when I'm in on a walk with my dogs in the car, and it's always to like actually consume knowledge. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you just need to think about what is it that I want to do because, like I said, there are the the basics of business that we have to do. You know, if you have an online business, you have to do marketing, you have to sell. Like that's a must. You cannot have a business if you're not doing those things. But then, how you do those things? There's some flexibility there, right? Um, Social media is not a requirement. So it's understanding like what, what are the musts of growing a business? You know, what are people telling me? I also feel like, you know, we have these people that went and paved the way for us. Like online business was not a thing, you know, 
always, right? So then the people that came before us, they paved the path for us. But the reason why they say like, it must be this way and this is how we do things is because that's their path, right? So now they're, they're giving us their blueprint, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are many ways to grow business and it's just being open to that idea of what do I enjoy and what do I want to do? And yes, sometimes I'm going to have to challenge myself and maybe go live and do things that push me outside of my comfort zone. But at the end of the day, they're not like the, the things that I have to do every single time. Right. Like right. Media or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. The ones that paved the way, I mean, they were the first, first in their field to, to be doing that. Right. So, um, they, um, just like if you do your own thing, you might be the first to be doing, to paving the path for others. And I think, I mean, it's always great to follow in their footsteps and take, you know, you can take bits of information from different people and then create your own like blueprint basically of how, how you want to do things and what works for you. And like you said, you want to do something that you actually enjoy, because if you hate getting on Facebook lives or Instagram lives, you're probably not going to do it very often. Yeah, exactly. Like if it's anxiety inducing, like it's, it's going to suck. You're not going to want to do it for too long. Right. You know, right. but it's about understanding, okay, what is it about this person? What is it about the things that they do that I'm attracted to? And then, you know, coming up with your own strategy and things that work for you and just having the flexibility. The best advice that I ever got from a business coach was treat business like a game mm. because then it allows you to just be more playful and and be unattached, right? Like in this online space, we, we think that just because we can grab our phones and start a business, like literally start a business, we think we're going to put up a post and everybody's going to come flocking and like buy from us. That's not the reality, you know? So right. again, like when we think about the people who paved the way for us, yeah, when they have a masterclass, they have thousands of people signed up, right? But when we throw a masterclass, it's like, okay, they're 5, 10, 20, 30 people, maybe, you know? But that's yeah. okay. Like, that's where we are on our journey. Like, if we have been in business for one, two, three, four, five years, like, it's a lot less than the people who went up before us and have been in this industry for like 10 years, you right. know? So, being able to not get caught up, you know, look, looking sideways, you know, like it's about staying on your lane and like doing the thing and just know, like become data driven, right? For example, let's say you start a podcast and you're looking at Joe Rogan. He's getting millions of downloads. So don't compare yourself to Joe Rogan. That's your mistake right there. Like look at the data, like is your podcast growing, you know, right. like month after month. That's what we want to see. I don't care if it's growing by a hundred downloads, but is it growing? You know, right. so yeah. staying in your lane and like having the long term term vision that'll benefit you so much. Absolutely. And I think um, what you're saying is so true. And then just like not quitting too early, because I think so many of us will, you know, it, we live in an instant gratification society and um, and, you know, we can run out and grab Starbucks or grab food just instantly. And it's hard to not it's hard to look at the data and be like oh man, I didn't get like 500 downloads. I only got 10 downloads and not think that's discouraging. But the people, like you said, who've come before us, they've been in the industry 10, 20 plus years or, you know, and they were exactly where we are now. Um, we just don't know that. Or like, we don't know what their numbers were in the first month, year of their business. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No so one's really an overnight success. 
100%. And it's about, again, staying in your lane because if you're looking left and right, you know, at what everybody else is doing, it's going to be very discouraging for you because then it becomes a mind game of, you know, nobody wants me, you know, everybody goes to buy from them, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and then you, you start to go into like the self-pity, like black hole of like, oh, nobody wants me. And it's like, right. no, just give it time and keep showing up because it's not... You know, it's not overnight success. It's, you have to be patient. You have to have a lot of grit, which is hard in this day and age of instant gratification. Yeah, definitely. I love that. You have to have a lot of grit. That's so true. Um, for those who don't want to, you know, put themselves out on social media or maybe even don't want, want to be on social media, media at all, but they have an online business, what would you say are some of the best ways for them to, to market themselves and get their SEO higher? Which if anybody on the show does not know what SEO is, it's a search engine optimization and like basically moves you up in the ranks on Google. Yeah. I would say 1000% focus on podcasting because like just using me as an example, I launched my podcast to an audience of zero. My podcast is now a top 1% podcast and I'm not a household name, but I still have a podcast that brings me leads every month. Um, It makes me money. And that's the power of podcasting, you know, so focus on podcasting because when you put out an episode, you have just as much of a chance to rank high for that episode as the coach next door. So Mm -hmm. it's not on like Instagram, you know, if you have 10 followers and the person next to you has 10,000 followers and you guys put out the same post, of course, the same, the person with 10,000 followers will get more engagement, right? Um, On a podcast, you know, you guys are going up against each other based on SEO, you know? So focus on SEO and do your podcast and it's easy, right? Like you can just, well, I say it's easy and I know it's not that simple, but you know, when you consider that you don't have to get ready, you don't have to, you know, put on any fancy clothes and you're just speaking to a microphone. If you mess up, you can go back and, you know, uh, rework that part. Yeah. Um, You just get to go with the flow and you're in control. It's a platform where you are in control of things. Yes, there is an algorithm, but it literally works in your favor. Not like, you know, the social media algorithm that they claim works in your favor, but it works in your favor if you have a huge following. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And um, I think I forget where it might've been Jenna Kutcher. She was saying like, basically, if you put a post out there, maybe like one in maybe a fifth of your people on social media is actually seeing it, maybe a fifth, maybe even less than that. Um, and so it's, it kind of stinks that, you know, the algorithms kind of play against you with social media. Yeah, exactly. Which puts you in this hamster wheel of, I have to post more because if only 5% of my followers are seeing my posts, then I have to post more so that at least, you know, one of the three posts, they're seeing at least one of them. And that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of work. And, you know, like I said, it's easy for you to spend 15 hours on this app just scrolling because you, you know, how many times have you gone to the app to post something and then you see somebody's post and then you scroll and then like, it's been like an hour and you're like, why was I here? Yeah. You know, like it it happens so often. It's just a platform for distraction and it's Mm -hmm. designed in a way, you know, they know what they're doing. It's the truth. You know, they want to keep you on the platform, you know? So versus podcasting like just looking at the platform alone when i'm listening to your show i'm not getting notifications that so and so just dropped an episode and so so and is going live like i'm with you i'm listening to your podcast and like it's you right. and i together versus on instagram it's like 
this person is going live and there's this thing. And remember that ad you just saw? And it's like a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And you're like, I can't focus, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can't tell you how many times I might be uh, sitting on the couch watching TV, but kind of mindlessly scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. And I'll have an instant thought of like, oh, I need, let me, let me go open that app on my phone because I need to do this. And then within like a matter of like five seconds, I've already forgotten because somebody else's post popped in or I got a notification and I was like, dang it, what was I doing? Um, It just creates such a- It's crazy, right? Yeah, it really is. But you're right. I mean, they do, they know what they're doing. They want to keep you on the platform. And so the more engaged they can keep you, the more likely they're going to keep you on the platform. Um, So what are some things that you would suggest people do to boost their SEO um, with podcasting? Well, by far, the number one thing is don't get creative on your titles because your titles are the, like, think about this when, no matter how creative you are, and we're all creative, no matter if you say you're not, like we all are creative, we're designed that way. Um, But even the most creative person, when they go on Google to search something, they're very matter of fact, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, how to do X, Y, Z. They're, they're not, you know, being, um, you know, imaginative with how they're wording something for Google, right? So the podcast app is a search engine, just like Google is. So name your titles, something that your person is actually searching for on Google, right? So like, for example, if your podcast episode is about overthinking, title it, how to stop overthinking, you know, or, you know, three ways to stop overthinking, something like that. So you actually include the keyword that the person um, is searching for. You know, versus, you know, how to clear out your thoughts with this one trick. Like nobody's really searching for that. So, you know, essentially with this other title, like nobody's, you know, maybe the people who already are in your, in your audience, they'll listen to it, but new people are not going to find it because that's not what they're searching for. So be matter of fact in your title. So titles are not... No, they're not fun. They're not creative. This is a place for you to be like straight to the point, you know, and once you, you get like a good idea of how to nail your titles, then you can step up and add some creativity, right? So like for me and my titles on my show, I usually do like a question, you know, like for example, like our sales down question mark, you know, three ways to grease your sales with XYZ or whatever, you know, and that's how I include my keywords in there. But obviously I know what I'm doing and I know how to put keywords in there. But in the beginning, like don't be creative, like just be, it's okay if all your titles are how to do XYZ, how to do ABC, especially we live in a society that loves blueprints and like step-by-step. So if all you do is how to do blah, 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 you're going to be fine. Okay. Good to know. Um, and then for like finding your keywords and knowing what keywords to use, I mean, that can be so applicable to us, all businesses. Are you just putting in, um, like searching on Google how to, and then just seeing what pops up and see what that, because that's when you see like what people are searching the most, right? Um, or w- yeah, what is the so, best way to find the keywords? Yes. So in my agency, we use, um, Oh my gosh, it's escaped the name right now. I'm pre- I'm like six weeks pregnant. I'm is in that it? phase where oh, it's like, what are things again? Like, what are things called? The other day, I took my toothbrush and I I was like cleaning my eyebrows, and my kids were looking at me like, "Mommy, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I have no idea." Oh, that's so I, funny. I, I use Uber Suggest. That's what I use in my agency. What's um, it called? Uber Suggest. 
Uber suggest. I haven't heard of that. Yes. I think I, I've heard of, like ask the public if that. And that one a- is a good one too. Um, it, and um, Uber suggest. So Neil Patel uh, bought Uber suggest and he also uh-huh. bought ask the public. So oh, okay. they're essentially the same. Yeah, they're two separate businesses, but they're owned by the same person. Uh, so Uber suggest is what we use. And what I like about Uber suggest is that um, unlike other SEO platforms, it doesn't cost a fortune. Like um, their annual or their, their lifetime plan is like 120 bucks. So it's totally worth it. Or if you can do monthly for like 10, 12 bucks, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a SEO resource that I can give you. And I break down how to do keyword research, where to place the keywords. So whether you are somebody selling on Etsy or you are somebody who has a podcast and you want to rank higher, that training will be like super helpful and it's free. So I can give you the link and I break oh, down awesome. this is exactly how we do it. And we actually, I actually use something different than Uber suggest just because um, of like user friendliness of this other program that I like. So everything is laid out on there and it's like, okay, whether you don't know what SEO is or you know what it is, but you're like, I don't, I don't know how this all applies to my life. That course will break it down. I feel like I'm the queen of explaining SEO and like making it super tangible. So I'm very proud of that crash course. That's amazing. Yeah, I I know that would be fantastic um, to be able to get that. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I'll give you the link. So then anybody who wants it, they can get it. And uh, happy keyword finding because it really is fun. Like once you understand how it all goes together and like, oh, this is amazing, you know. So basically, you know, what you don't want you know, imagine you're, it's your best friend's birthday and you buy her a gift and you want to ship it to her, but you put in the wrong address. It's never going to get to her, you know? So even though you went through the trouble of getting her this amazing gift, you need to make sure that the, the correct address is on there, right? So that's the equivalent of SEO. Like you, you put out, you know, this amazing content, this amazing episode. So you want to make sure that the people um, get it. And the way that you do that is, you know, SEO is the equivalent of like the address, you know? Yeah. So it's important that you get it right. And That's such a good once, analogy. Yeah. Once you understand it, you're like, oh, okay, this is this is easy. This is simple. I promise you. Because I used to think SEO was something like for the geeks. And I'm like, no, it's fun. It's okay. So I'm not like a tech person whatsoever, but I love SEO because it is just so matter of fact. It makes things so clear for me. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you for that. So um, we're kind of coming to, to the end, but I wanted to find out what is one piece of advice you would give somebody who is wanting to take, chase their day dreams, but maybe um, it's just a little scared to step out. Yes. So, you know, it's very helpful if you have a belief in something bigger than yourself. So for me, you know, I believe in God. So when you have that belief that it's not all on you, that you don't have to sit here and blame yourself and like you have something bigger than you who has your back, it makes things a lot easier. I wasn't always a believer, you know, so I actually just came to faith like six months ago and I cannot tell you how different my life is because of that. So you know, if you are somebody who has a relationship with God, you're you're in good hands because I already know that somebody has your back. But it's really just knowing that, you know, try things out, put yourself out there. Um, your brain wants to keep you safe and the same old, same old is safe because we know the outcome. But the same old, same old does not give you the ultimate outcome that you want for your life. So it is going to be challenging. It is going to be, you know, there are the days that you're going to doubt yourself, you know, 
it's not going to be easy. Like you look left and right and like you see the entrepreneurs like on their flamingo floaties enjoying their margaritas. Like that's not reality. Like, yes, it can be a reality, but it's not going to be your reality right now. So allowing yourself to, you know, try things out and have fun and not to not be afraid to take a risk, you know, because I think, you know, at least the people in my audience, like we came into entrepreneurship because most of us are moms and we wanted to stay home with our babies and we just wanted the flexibility and the freedom, right? So it's not like we were Gary Vee who always knew from the age of three, we wanted to be entrepreneurs, you know? So a lot of, that's a lot of people in my audience. And I find a lot of, a lot of people today are the more creative type of people that got into entrepreneurship, right? Who didn't go to school for business or had a, a family of, of business owners and things like that. So it's different for us when you're like, okay, so now you have to sell and you're like, oh, but like, we don't sell, like that's too sleazy, you know? So learning like to be okay with those things, like, you know, you're not pushing somebody towards a sale, like just learn the skills and things like that. And, and the more that you can like balance yourself and like be in this place of neutrality, right? Where, you know, I'm going to launch this business and I'm just going to ride the waves and it's going to be okay. Like if the business does well or doesn't do well, it doesn't mean anything about me, you know, but thinking about like all the skills that you're learning, all the things you're put, putting out there. So in having the reality check of like, man, like three months ago, I didn't know this and now I know this. And like all of these things, like you are skill stacking, you are, you are learning so many things and being patient because in this day and age, the lack of patience is the number one killer of dreams because you just want it to go well and you want it yesterday and that's not the reality. You know, that doesn't mean that, you know, even for people who do have the overnight success, it's like they have been working on it for so long, you know, like we never think about that, you know, like exactly. nobody starts an Instagram account today and goes viral tomorrow. Right. Not without That's the help of somebody else or like another, you know, maybe they had a TikTok account or something like there's always something, you know, a precursor. So be okay with, be okay with the journey, enjoy the journey versus the destination. I think it's great to be destination driven, but enjoy the journey you're on because otherwise you're going to be miserable, you know? And if you think that, you know, my business is like for this very specific person with this one specific offer, and I'm going to do this, this very specific way. And like, I'm only going to sell on like my email then. Okay. That's fine. That's your business. But just know that once you start to put yourself in this cage and like this very, like this has to be this way cage, you're limiting yourself a lot. So allow yourself to be expansive, to try new things and to take a chance. Absolutely. That's such good advice. So, so, so true. And so I, I hope anybody who is listening, who has a dream that, um, that they're just really, you know, ready to pursue that, that encourage them and that they're going to take that risk. Um, yeah, cause absolutely. it's so worth it. Yes. I mean, um, whether it's a business or um, like you're, you're going back to the workforce, it doesn't matter. Like it's going to be challenging and you're going to doubt yourself. So just going into it, like knowing, like I'm going to doubt myself and, and that's just part of it, you know, and, and just maybe having somebody that can like walk you through, you know, th those hard moments, it'll be super helpful, you know? Yeah. So yeah. maybe finding somebody who can be your cheerleader or can be the person who's just going to give you some tough love sometimes because sometimes we are dramatic and we're like make things out of nothing. You know, sometimes we worry more than the actual outcome of anything. Right. You know? so. Right. Definitely. Uh, what is one book or podcast that has really been a big influence in your life? Oh my goodness. One book or a podcast. Okay. So fun fact, 
as a podcast, as somebody who owns a podcast management agency, I do not listen to a lot of podcasts because, you know, in the work that I do, there's so many podcasts already that I have to listen to for my clients. Oh, but one book, one book. Um, oh my gosh. I'm going to have to say like right now, because, I, you know, for the first time in like my almost 38 years, I'm reading the Bible for the first time. It, it's a, it's very fascinating. Like, and, and the more that you study about the Bible and you're like, wow, this, this book, like this one book is actually 66 books, 66 books written by like many different people. And somehow like the story goes together. It's crazy, you know? So I'm like, I have been reading the Bible nonstop for like six months now. And I'm like, I'm in love and I do not want to read anything else. So I have like a bunch of books on Audible that I'm like, That's awesome. I'll get to them one day. But like yeah. right now I'm just like really diving and like really loving yeah. the Bible. So um, yeah, probably not the uh, answer you're hoping for, but like for no, me right I now, mean it's just super fascinating. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm a Christian as well. So I, uh, Totally agree. And you can read the same chapter and verse, you know, 40 different times and get 40 different um, interpretations de depending on like what you're going through in that season of life. So absolutely. Um, yeah, it, is, it literally yeah. does. It's it's alive. And it's like every time you read it, something, it, it's something new, you know, and it's like, wow, like how did I miss the last time? You know, because of course, like my Bible is super highlighted, but like there are things that I still miss. And I was like, wow, like, did somebody just add this on here? And it's great. Yeah, and then yeah. like you get into like different translations and like, like I'm trying to get into the King James version and I'm like, wow, like I can understand why people love the King James because it's just like so robust and like the message is like, it's almost like a whole new book. So yeah. 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 Fun fact. I actually went to um, the castle in Edinburgh where uh, Scotland, where King James lived, I believe, I think, or when he wrote the Bible, I think. I just remember there was there was like a plaque in there about the King James Bible. So um, I may be saying that wrong, but it was pretty fascinating. Yeah, um, so cool. And lastly, um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you about um, having them, about working together with you for the pod podcast management, how would they go about finding you? Yeah. So my podcast is called Organic Marketing Simplified and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts and um, you can always shoot me an email. It is hello at julianabarbati.com and you know, my team and I will go back to you. Fantastic. I will put your contact information in the show notes so that way people can find you. Perfect. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. We so appreciate you coming on the podcast today and um, I know everybody found great value in that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it. Hey, before you go, I want to quickly tell you about this guide that I created just for you. It's called the five mistakes to avoid when setting up your business. I wish that whenever I was starting my business, somebody would have helped me through this because I know it would have made a massive impact in my business from the very beginning. And the great news is even if you've had your business for a little while, you can still implement these tips. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash five mistakes and grab your copy today.